Welcome to episode number 43. I'm your host, Alpha Mike, on El Police Radio. What are we going to talk about today? Suspicious Minds. What is it, a detective show? Yes. No, not really. What the hell does that mean? Well, we're going to be talking about the high rate of divorce. Or maybe there's not a high rate. Or maybe somebody made up the whole thing on the next L Police Radio. Episode 43, Suspicious Minds. And we're going to talk about in law enforcement. It's always been said that the divorce rate amongst officers, both in police and corrections, are very high. Well, in our news article, we're going to run two stories. One from April of 2018, the other one from 2015. And you're going to think you're listening to CNN on and Fox News, complete opposites. And we're going to elaborate on some of that. But I'm not going to go so much on the statistical gathering aspect of it because of the the confrontation between both articles. But I'm going to go on personal history. I'm going to go on what I know, lived experience, what I saw, what I noticed for 27 years of my career. So know that and have the T-shirt somewhere in the closet. But before we get to the Suspicious Minds, episode 43, I want to talk about something I'm brewing in excitement with, and that's lpoliceradio.com. Now, you can always connect with us there on lpoliceradio.com, one word. And, uh, you know, you scroll all the way down, the social uh, icons will pop up, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and so forth. And you, can con- and you can connect with us. But we've also linked some Amazon linking on our Raider Cop Nation. And what we've done there is those are tactical considerations that we have for our fans. And basically, it doesn't gonna, it's not going to break the bank, some of the recommendations that we've put on there. And um, they, they range from sissy loaders or magazine loaders, you know, load bullets inside the magazines so you don't hurt your precious little fingers. Uh, tactical sunglasses, not not the plastic ones that if somebody hits you with a spitball, they crack in half. And uh, tactical belts and stuff like that, but all pretty relative in pricing. 
20 30 $40, nothing that's going to make you cry and having the second mortgage of the house. The reason that we did it that way is because we wanted to ensure that people can buy more than one of these products, okay? Have a multitude. The sunglasses, for example, go for less than $13, and they're durable, okay? And, and you can see it on lpoliceradio.com and do the research yourself. And instead of buying one pair, you can buy multiple pairs. And that's what we try to accomplish. But today I, I accomplished, um, we did some linking on watches. And when I first started getting involved in this watch issue, I go, well, wait a minute, this is going to be a little controversial because the prices run a range from $99 all the way to 350 but then I started doing research on what some of these watches really cost, and some of them are $1,500, $3,000 and above. And I said, well, these are a price in, in the market. This, this is a pretty good price. Now, the brands that we got for the watches are Rector, which is a new company doing outstanding things in that product. Of course, the classic law enforcement watch that everybody in the as always had during their law enforcement career, the G-Shock Casio. I know I wore one for 27 years, and I'm sitting here today two years after retirement, and guess what I have on my wrist? That is correct, boys and girls, a Casio G-Shock. And the Lumerex watch that the military used, special ops, Navy SEALs, and so forth. They've dropped in price. I remember when I first started, you wanted everybody wanted one of those Luminax watches, but, you know, they would cost a gazillion dollars based on your paycheck. You couldn't afford it. And uh, they've tried, they've, they've got down. They got 190 bucks, 250 That's not bad. I, I've never saw that. But they're on there in our Amazon linking. Now, we're going to hit the L Police Radio News Countdown. And when we do that, when we come back, I'm going to tell you at the end, Oh, after we do the news segment, I'm going to tell you a funny story about watches. So keep that in mind, boys. Write that down. The watch story. The watch story. It's going to be funny. All right, where's the lady with the, with the, numbers, with the number thing? What is she? Oh, she's reading the cue cards. Okay, hold on. One. I was really reminded that the introduction song comes first and then she says the magic one. But whatever. Okay, our first news story. Now, um, I did say that we're going to have a little bit of controversy on some of these. But before we get to that, let's talk about the liberal approach on social uh, America, on on. On the new twist on America, remember a couple of years ago, I'm a boy, no, I'm a girl, I don't know what the hell I am, I'm going to this bathroom, I'm going to that bathroom, well now everybody light up a joint, that's what they're doing now. And uh, the new inside track is legal pot will come to New York, cannabis industry experts predict, noting that economic benefit, the government's in the pot business, indeed... It is inevitable, they add, because as neighbors, neighboring states approve legalization, tax-hungry tax hungry New York 
lawmakers will jones or jonesing for the revenue that comes from legalization of weed. Indeed, Legal Pot, New York City comptroller Scott Stinger, said that in a recent uh, report could generate billions in revenue. They're in the drug business. It's incredible. The comptroller estimated that the potential making for adult use of marijuana in New York State at roughly $3.1 billion, including approximately $1.1 billion in New York City, Stinger wrote. And that Stinger wrote could mean $436 million annually in tax revenues from legal marijuana sales, while New York City could garner as much as $335 million. The cannabis industry observers say New York has been slow to adopt the legalization and that it could cost them in the short term. This is incredible, folks. The, the, the government's in the pot business. And let me tell you something. All this stuff about medical marijuana and all that, it's a bunch of uh, uh, chopsticks. Because the bottom line is, if God wanted you to smoke, he would have put a port head on top of your head like a whale. You don't have that. So don't give me that nonsense. But anyway, we're becoming a more pot-headed community. So coming to a, uh, a pot-head uh, community near you real soon. Two. All right, now is when the news articles start getting a little weird. The first thing we're going to read is our old traditional news that we've been told since uh, Moses wore shorts in the world. And the article is from July 15th, which is right around the corner from where we're at now, uh, of 2015. And it's law enforcement and marriage, an ongoing challenge. That's the, the article. A healthy and lasting happy marriage is possible the hardest relationship to maintain for a long time. It is understood that 50% of all marriages would ultimately end in divorce with at least an anecdotal evidence of law enforcement marriages being at even greater risk, with some estimated estimates placing law enforcement divorce rates as high as 75%. Marriage is hard. Done right, it is incredibly rewarding and fun. But doing it right is something that simply escapes too many. Well, meaning couples. In, all, in order for relationships to thrive, it requires the following traits. Loving communication, willingness to get hurt emotionally, being vulnerable and honest about our individual flaws, putting your spouse before first before everything, including the job, the kids, in-laws, hobbies, never keeping secrets, ability to state what you need assertively but without being aggressive, taking ownership of our mistakes and making the necessary changes so that so the hurt to our partner doesn't reoccur. And lastly, always a lot, uh, always loving, honoring, and cherishing our spouse and all your words and behaviors, even when you are angriest at them. 
Well, that was an article in 2015. And it's what we've heard since we were in the academy days. And it's what I know, too. A lot of people that I worked with, hey, they had record. They, they looked like Elizabeth Taylor. They were cracking up, you know, second, third, fourth, fifth uh, marriage. Huh? But um, so this article would, would very much go in into that stereotype that we've always told. The article comes from officer.com. And as I said, it was written in July of 2015. And I would say that it has some authenticity to it. So I'm not going to disregard it. But again, everything has to do with what we're going to talk about in Suspicious Minds. Just because you're a police officer or a correction officer doesn't mean that you're prone to automatic failure and divorce. There are elements through the profession that cause the divorce, and that's what we're going to look at. And I think these writers fail to kind of establish what is causing the divorce. I just risked a list of do's, but I didn't see anything of, of the uh, don'ts. And uh, there's a lot of don'ts in law enforcement. So we're going to look at that. All right, let's jump into the, the controversial article or the question mark. Three. And our last article, um, again, sort of a little uh, controversial because it's at the complete different from the article I just read. But this actually comes from a, a blogger. And then there's some statistical gathering here. Don't know where it came from. So uh, I don't know how uh, evidentially correct this might be. But it comes from a, a blog by the name of uh, The Balance Career. And, uh, of course, all this is being our show notes on lpoliceradio.com for episode number 43. The Divorce Rate of, of Police Officers by Timothy Rufa. It has long been widely held belief that law enforcement careers led to a high divorce rate than do other occupations. Many law enforcement agencies, when hiring new recruits or officers, will go as far as to asking can ca candidates to sign a statement acknowledging that they are aware of the great potential for divorce before they are hired. This belief has been proliferated for so long and so far that it has been taken and cited as an indisputable fact. A simple internet search for police and divorce will quickly, succeedingly, that's a $20 word in a $5, in a $5 sentence, succeedingly, okay, now I lost my place. That thing moved. All right, hold on. Hold your breath. Five, four, three, two, one. Do, do, do. Where the hell am I? Oh, succeedingly shows how perversive the theory has become. The divorce rate among law enforcement officers, amazingly though, when the data was actually compi compiled and analyzed, research discovered that the opposite is true. Police officers actually have a divorce rate that is lower than the national average and, in fact, 
are closer to the bottom of the list when it comes to the correlation between occupation and divorce. Perception uh, persists about divorce and police officers. There are several reasons why police, why, there are several reasons why people have accepted the notion that divorce rates are high amongst police officers. One of the most often cited th theories is that the stress of the job contributes to the destabilization of, of the home life. Many people, including those in the industry, think that law enforcement officers are exposed to a much higher and different kind of stress than those in other professions. No, you gotta be kidding. That's rumored. Oh man, come on. The difficulty associated with handling those stressings, those stresses is uh, regarding as a major reason for the percent, percentage higher rate of divorce. Another often cited reason people believe divorce is higher among law enforcement professionals is that they shift work in odd hours cause problems at home. Who would say that? You're never home. That doesn't matter. When mom and dad isn't home at night to help with chores and children or spouses around to spend quality time with each other. It can cause strain in relationships and as conventional wisdom has it, lead to divorce. It also believe, it's also believed that law enforcement occup occupations attract and employ, employ personality types that are more prone to divorce and relationship problems. And then, you know, it goes on because they're, they're the, it's, uh, it's a blogger, so it goes on for quite a, a long stretch here. But basically, this is complete opposite. It talks about that this is all rumored. And we are going to study this in our suspicious mind main topic. It goes into statistics. Uh, I'll read the, the last uh, article here on percentages. It says the national average for divorce across all occupations was 16.96% compared to 14.47% for law enforcement careers. And interestingly, the data shown the divorce rate to be 15.01% for police and patrol officers as opposed to just over 12% for both detectives and police supervisors. The criminal justice job with the highest divorce rate were animal control officers. What the hell? At 19.02%. Fish and game wardens at 25.53%. Park enforcement, what the hell? 26.25%, what the hell's going on in that house? The law enforcement occupation with the lowest divorce rate was railroad transit police at 5.26%. Ain't much going on in the train. If the, co if the conventional wisdom that police officers have a higher divorce rate than most is wrong, what, what are the occupations that seem to be most prone for divorce? Based on the 2000 census data, the five jobs with the highest rate of divorce are machine setters, gaming cage casino workers. Are you, are you serious? Massage therapists. Well, come on. I always work today, honey. Come on. And 
Topping the list, dancers and choreographers. Dancers? What kind of dancers? When comparing the numbers, law enforcement jobs don't even come close. The top five occupations for divorce show rates between 32 and 43% compared to 14% for the criminal justice worker. Eh. All right, let, let, let's wrap it up and we'll get to the meat and potatoes here. Dancers? I think that bugle is going to be in the high percentile for divorce as well. I don't know, just a hunch. Well, you re we read the article, and we saw that the blogger, we saw the five professions they came out that were number one. And that, you know, I have my questions about that, th those professions that they were coming up with. But what was more intriguing to me was the actual professions within the criminal justice 26 point, what I think, what, 26.5% parking attended? What is going on at home? That one was mind-boggling. And they want to compare it to this, a detective versus police, uh, police officer, parking attendant, this, that, and the other thing. The thing is that it's the industry itself. It doesn't matter what rank you are, what position you have in the industry that is causing the divorce rate. No, I'm going to venture out to say the following. Number one, I believe that the divorce rate in law enforcement is high. It is high because of not only the hours that are kept, which are irregular, maybe midnights, afternoons, as the other article alluded to, you're not there to assist the other spouse with certain chores and rearing of the children, that I agree with. And then you have court time, so if you're working afternoons, you have, you're nowhere to be found in the morning sometimes because you're in court. So that, that in itself is a problem. Officers also don't have the luxury of regular civilians to be off on holidays. Okay, they actually have to work on holidays and weekends sometimes. And that also is another stressor for the house. Not to mention Jimmy's soccer practice and, and Little Mary's dance recital are going to be missed because of the profession. So right there, I've mentioned some real explosive topics that will definitely get you a great seat on the sofa, and that's hard to come by, but there are other things, and let's continue exploring. I think the other thing, and number two, is you always, you've often heard, don't bring your personal problems to work. Put your personal problems at the door, so when you become, or you start your shift, it's not reflected in your overall daily performance. Well, that goes the other way around, too. Don't bring your bad personal behavior from work to home. And many officers don't know how to do that. Some spouses will immediately 
say, I'm not one of your criminals because the way you look. You see, the profession changes you. It changes the, the great smiling personality of a civilian that is content and doesn't have a stress in the world to a person that's seen a lot of hardship, and that makes you battle-hardened. And as a result, you're not smiling as much. And when they call you, you kind of say, what, real hard. And sometimes that's perceived by the other party as, why are you yelling at me? So behavior is a huge indicator here. The sweet lovey-dovey type of talk doesn't really mix well in law enforcement circles because of what they're dealing with. They're they're dealing with society's worse. It's hard to turn that off and then go home. So I'm not justifying it, but what I'm saying is that would be problem number two. And then there's problem number three. Now pay attention, kids. I need you to cover the ears of all children 18 years or younger, and all adults and consenting adults, please place your ear closer to the speaker so you can hear this. Within the law enforcement community, there are things called groupies. No, it's not a fish. Groupies. And some police officers are professional sharks. They go out there and they have a bunch of groupies following them. They become gigolos in uniform. They enjoy it. And let me say this without a blink of an eye or twitch of the eye. When I started, mostly male-dominated was the behavior. Not when I left, the behavior was almost at a 50-50. Oh, yeah, that's right, folks. Oh, yeah. The female officers are just as bad. And all of a sudden, now you've got groupies following you. And patrol doesn't seem like being a priority. So you have a lot of personal time by the radio. You're calling to the dispatcher. You have to go to the bathroom. You have this. You have that. All these personal issues going on during your patrol. And um, because you're a celebrity now, people like you. And it makes you work longer shift hours. It also makes you go into work a little earlier. You always got that spiffy little haircut or the new hairstyle. That cologne or perfume is immaculate every day when you go to work. And you know what? I've really been noticing you're losing weight. And you seem to be happier. That grouch that used to come home doesn't come home anymore. Well, <clears throat> if I had a suspicious mind, I would say something's not right. You might be in love with somebody. And as a result of that, suspicious minds go lurking. And when they go lurking, most of the time, they'll find what they want. Now cover. 
Covering law enforcement not only is taught in firearms, covering concealment, it's also taught at roll call and in all police stations and correctional facilities around America. Officers and squad will cover for their squad member with loyalty above no end. They will lie in front of a, a, a runaway train on the tracks to defend the honor and integrity of their coworker until their phone rings and that wife or that husband calls the other wife or the other husband and says, do you know what's going on? Then all of a sudden, it hit home and things change. So I would say that would be number three. Number three. There's also number four. Number four lurks in all occupations, and it's called the itch. We spoke about it in our last episode of Same Old. The 7, 14, 21, 28-year-old itch. Sometimes officers have itches. And they seem to want to uh, become Elizabeth Taylor and get married seven times. And they have wandering eyes, wandering, wandering eyes. So is law enforcement prone to a higher rate of divorce than other occupations? Based on my experience, I would say yes. Based on my knowledge, I would say it's out of control. Based on my lived experience, I have the T-shirt somewhere in my closet. When I started early on in my law enforcement career, I was a force to be reckoned with. That's right. But I found the errors of my ways, and I became saved. But so many haven't. So based on my subject matter expert experience, I would say this is a freaking problem in law enforcement. Lastly, I would also say that the higher divorce rate in law enforcement is when law enforcement officers of the same occupation, are you writing this down? You're in the back. Of the same occupation, that means they're both law enforcement officers. You catching on? There is another high rate of divorce. There is another high rate of divorce if they're coming out of the same family. Remember, when you're in law enforcement, they're a family, and you have a family at home. So imagine when, when that family is the same family, 24 hours, seven days a week. Have you ever had problems with family? You don't remember? Well, I guess you forgot the last Thanksgiving. Remember? You liked each other for about an hour, and then you were, it reminded you why the rest of the year you don't want to talk to them. That, imagine that seven days a week. 24 hours a day in the same profession, dealing with the same group of friends. So that could be a problem too. So we'll put that down as 4.5 or 5 of the problem list. I also believe because of the sinful nature that law enforcement deals with, is dealing with people that just don't care about society. They will rape, kill, steal, 
plunder, and they're up against those. That's the enemy. And sometimes you pick up traits of the enemy, too. And you start acting like the enemy in a certain way. And the I don't give a blank, blank anymore attitude will come out of you as well. So, yes, my professional opinion is that law enforcement officers have a high rate of divorce that affect the homes, the children, and the profession itself. It rocks it to an ever low, and it comes from every rank, from top official on down, that it disturbs criminal justice in this country. There's a lot of reason. There's a lot of twinkles in people's eyes. I can't really explain all of it, but I came up with five reasons why I think that this profession has a high rate of divorce and will continue to have one because, folks, there's no easy answer. Just like there's no easy day in law enforcement, there's no, e e there's no easy answer either for this predicament or this cancer. It's there, it's real, and it will continue being there. It's sad, I know personally of many people that have gone through this at work, and dealing and working with those individuals is very difficult. They either become negative Nancys, sloppy Johnnies, they're just dragging their feet. They don't want to do anything. You have to carry them for days, weeks, sometimes even years while they go through their divorce proceedings. The divorce themselves go into the thousands of dollars. And if kids are invo involved, the tug of war begins. There's no easy and quick winner here. There's none. But it reminds me of one thing, how important it is to say and to actually think, think, just like when you pull out your weapon and you go to shoot it, shoot it, you think before. You've got to think quick because any hesitation can make you die. But you need to know that when you take your weapon out of your holster, you got to shoot. There's a slight apprehension, but that's ultimately what you have to do. What am I getting at? Before you say I do at the altar, there should be a hesitation, and you should really consider the totality of what you're getting involved with, not with the person, but with the situation. Because not only you as the officer, but your spouse is also going to enter the sick, deprived world of criminal justice. And so are your kids. And you can't get around that. So think before you get to the altar. And if you say, I do, I do should mean I do. We discussed the conversation. We're going to discuss more about what, what God and what Jesus says about uh, marriage. But no easy answer. Now, if we're going to get nitpick, are there more firefighters divorced than police officers? Now we're getting stupid. It doesn't matter. It's just there, there was a lot. Look at this case with the FBI. The two uh, flirt heads uh, uh, texting each other back and forth, hundreds of thousands of texts, and these goose were married. Tells you everything right there.
So, yes, it's a problem in law enforcement. No counseling for it either. It's every man and woman for themselves. And I don't see any any uh, good things coming in the horizon either. I think the new ger- newer generation is even more in the fog than the older generation. That the older generation was prone more to accept what was going on in their marriage and for the sake of their home would continue. This new, uh, I need it now and I need to have it right away generation doesn't freaking care. They'll marry you on a Monday and and divorce you on a Tuesday. So, no, this is a problem for many, many years to come. Now it's time for the 09 training tip. I want to take the opportunity and talk about interpersonal skills. And especially, you can take that skill and that duty from work and apply it at home. You see, interpersonal skills, and I might have touched this before on another episode, is more listening than actually talking. And that's the biggest problem that happens in arguments. The other person is arguing, and you just are ready to hit them with multiple shots relentlessly. You're just waiting for them to breathe and put a comma in the middle of their sentence so all of a sudden you can unleash your tongue lashing on them. And that's not how interpersonal communication is supposed to work. It's about body language, and that body language transmits a whole lot of percentages, up to 93% of your body language is a communicative skill. If you're rolling your eyes, if you're twitching with your mouth, if your arms are folded, how are you positioning? How are you looking? Are you look like you're upset? That will have a big focus on that conversation. So in the interpersonal skill, It's about having a genuine conversation and burying your emotions for the betterment of the communication. That is a difficult skill to achieve, but one that must be done. Let me give you an example. If there was a heated situation out in the street and you had to deal with it, or in the correctional setting, and the subject was yelling and you knew that you were just there with them, there's nobody else, there's no witnesses, there's no 150 cell phones pointing at you, you would have a tendency to yell back too and get more aggressive in your stance and in your word positioning. But if all of a sudden, the same situation occurs, but as you look, there's more media cameras than they're pointing at President Donald Trump, all of a sudden, you would know how to speak and how to sound eloquent in doing so. Well, see, sometimes even at home, you've got to know how to speak and 
you should have that camera. One of the things I often said in my training career is don't assume that you're not being watched or filmed. No, when you go out and you work every day, assume that the camera is on your shoulder and that it's recording you. That should put you in check. You should remove emotion from the communication transmission and concentrate on your delivery of the facts, staying within your lane and letting the chips fall where they may. Of course, you're looking for a satisfactory outcome, which means some type of compromise. That means there's no clear winner. But you are the clear winner because you didn't save, you, you didn't lose your composure. You saved your professionalism, and that counts tremendously. Interpersonal skills, a skill that's not trained enough but a skill that you need not only for work, but for life. And now it's time to hop on the bike and let's head off to see what Jesus says about marriage and scripture. I want to take a moment and I want to concentrate on some of the things that the scripture tells us and what the Lord Jesus Christ told us about marriage. There was a time where his apostles approached the Lord and asked about divorce. Now, one of the things that Jesus never really had, and you can read that in the Bible, very seldom he never exhibited any emotion. Oh, there were sometimes, like when they were selling things at the temple and he started taking things apart in the flea market that there was there, he showed anger. And when he was told the news that his good friend Lazarus was dying, he waited three days, but he still showed emotion those three days in grief. So, but very, very little compared to all the writings about him, emotional, emotionally was something that was removed in his, his, daily, his daily walk. And it was done so because he had more of a clear mind of what to answer. So the answer was, it is appropriate to divorce. Well, Jesus answered and told the disciples because of man's heavy heart, because he's susceptible to pain and hurt, because that pain and hurt will turn into anger and even might get violent. And it would never be remedied. It could also cause that heavy heart for that person to stumble. Let's say that they're a believer in Christ, but because of an infidelity or because of a situation that has been occurring, they all of a sudden might become heavy-hearted and not care anymore. Their belief in God all of a sudden might be eroded because of something that's occurring in their personal life. So Jesus painted a very good portrait, and he said, because of that, 
the Lord has allowed divorce, but only, come, come closer, kids. Don't be ashamed. Come closer and put your ear. Only in the act of, foreign, of adultery. And the reason for that is, clearly Jesus was stating, that one is hard to come back from. That emotional root in the heart is so difficult to just let it be. And you have to be very spiritual to let that one happen. And as a result, there's where divorce comes from. The certificate of divorce to Moses was because all of a sudden you didn't like the person. Ah, it's just your pain. I can't take her anymore because she got to go. And all of a sudden you wrote your divorce certificate and they were gone. But that's not what God's intent was. God's intent was for marriage to last a lifetime together. And if it were to happen that there was an obstruction in the marriage through an adulterated behavior that the Lord could accept, the one that did not perform the adultery, to be excused from the marriage through divorce. The other one would not be excused. And that person could be judged by God. So that's why we said how important it is when we say I do at the altar. It's something that is sacred. Also, if we look at the biblical applications, you will notice Paul wrote on Scripture about if you can do as I do, see, Paul wasn't married, and not burning with passion, so I so, I so live. So Paul basically says, I don't need to be married because I don't have that burning passion. Now, he does also say, things that I shouldn't do, I do, and the things I should do, I, sh I don't do. But basically, he lived a life that he had no one uh, in, in that marriage cycle. But there are people that need to be with somebody. I don't know which one you're going to be in, but whichever one it is, you need to take it extremely serious. There's only one way to train up to do this, and that's a spiritual train up through Scripture and through a personal relationship with God. Because there's no way... People are married and they can't get along. Oh, they're fake it pretty good for 10, 15, 20, 30, 50 years. But they really get on each other's nerves. And they say that they have a good marriage. They're not even talking about divorce. Imagine, without God, how much more difficult that would be. So having God in your life is definitely, definitely a safeguard for a perfect marriage. What's up next? Well, I'm going to get to that in a minute, but I'm going to relieve you of the watch story. You thought I forgot, didn't you, kids? No, I didn't. But we started getting a little deep in, in personal relationships and this and that, so to break in a joke in the middle of a hardship didn't seem right, so I waited towards the end. But we're talking about tactical watches, and you can pick up your tactical watch on lpoliceradio.com front page on the Raider Cop Nation section, 
all the way down to the bottom of the front page, and you will see the tactical watches that we've put there for consideration. And we have Casio and uh, some other watches as well. And they range in a pretty good price range uh, of $99 all the way to $350. Now, before you, you start hyperventilating, hyperventilating over the $350, some watches that are similar in nature are two, uh, $1,500, $2,000, $3,000 for a watch that is probably maybe even a, a notch or two less than what we're posting on here. So this watch, for example, Rector, a pretty new company, and they're coming out with some great watches that have some great um, philosophies. Of course, they didn't invent the wheel. The wheel was already done. I got that. But they're putting out a good product, and their watches are ranging at $350, $200. Need to look at them. They're big, thick watches weighing six ounces or uh, three ounces, I believe it is, three ounces. They're very light. And uh, so they're doing a good thing. And then you have the Luma, Lumamax watch, and we talked about them. I first started in law enforcement. You couldn't even think about affording them. They were like a gazillion dollars back then. They've dropped in price as well. We've got two posted, one for $190 and another one for $249. And uh, they used to be a gazillion dollars years ago. They are the original tactical watch. They're used by military special ops. They're durable in many, many conditions, and they work tactically. When we say tactically, you need to know your position, where you are at, where you are at, uh, looking at your watch uh, during the day, during uh, nighttime hours in complete darkness, and not give away your position. That's what that watch does that the operator, the person actually owning the watch, is the one that has the eyeballs and can see the illumination. So that goes a long way. And the law enforcement iron horse, the G-Shock, the Casio, been out there for over 30, 35 years, I believe now. And I owned one my whole career, 27 years. I think in 27 years, I had a total of four, four of them. All four, uh, yeah, all four broke, not the watch, but the, um, the latch, the, the bracelet itself is what, what finally gave in. That little, that little pin that they had inside the watch, you know, it was a little thing. It would break off for whatever pressure or whatever situation. But they were durable. I mean, you could jump off a cliff. You'd be all messed up, but that watch would keep on ticking. It was something else. So we have our tactical consideration. We want you to look at that, and you're going to get a good price. We're going to get a little bit of funding for it as well. It's a good situation for both, and the reason we're encouraging it is because putting these podcasts together and the YouTube channel that's coming and buying equipment is expensive, folks. And uh, there's, you can't get a government grant for these things. <laughs> that was a liberal joke. So, the watch story. Many years ago, early on in my career, I had my supervisor and a great guy. He was one of my mentors. And 
he would always often make fun of us because we had our G-Shock watches, our tactical watches. And back then in the late 80s, you'd pay maybe about 60 bucks, um, maybe 60, 80 bucks for some of these G-Shock watches. And they were, that's a fortune. Back then, people would tell you, how much you pay for the watch? You know, 80 bucks. Oh, you're freaking nuts. Why'd you pay? Well, you could have got a Timex for, you know, fifteen ninety five, or oh, oh, you know, whatever it used to cost back then. But compared to today's dollars, it's kind of reverent. But anyway, he would go on and he would make fun of us. You, know, you guys, and you take a watch, you take a watch, look. Look what I got. And that was a day. He walked in, and all during the, the beginning of the tour, he would just show us his watch. Look at this. You guys spending it for it. Look at mine. Glows in the dark, just like yours. And look, even in the sunlight, it looks a lot better than the one you have. Ba, ba, ba. It's durable. It's, I can drop it on the floor. It won't crack. And this went on. This went on for a couple of hours. We had to endure this. And then a situation uh, broke out. There was uh, a fight going on with one of the suspects in a holding cell. And we rushed in there to take care of the situation. And myself, the supervisor, and my partner of many years, we ran in there. And we're tussling with this guy that was really maniac out of control. And it's often been said that when you have a, a real-life fight experience, that after a while, the, the use of force would turn into slow motion and, and automatic. You kind of like see the punches nice and slow. Whoa, 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 that kind of thing. Well, in this situation, that's what happened. We're in there, we're duking it out in the middle of this ruckus, and the supervisor goes to throw a blow, and the watch breaks off his wrist. And we're watching it in midair, in flight, as it went far up and started to ascend way down. And as it was going down, we were all looking at each other. We heard, plop. And what do you think it ended up, boys and girls? That's correct, in the toilet. And we couldn't help it. The three of us were looking at each other. We started laughing. Of course, the bad guy thought it was funny, and he thought he'd chime in on the laughter, too, and started laughing, too. And let's just say um, he got subdued a little faster than he should have as a result of his Comedy Central. But a day that will never, ever be forgotten by me or the other uh, two that were in the story. God bless AC. Funny story. Never forget it. The tactical watch syndrome surely died right after that. And we kept our Casio watches proudly for the remainder of our careers. Mm -mm -mm. What's up next? Well, folks, this was episode number 43, Suspicious Minds, Janu uh, July, January, listen to me, July 18th is episode number 44 in the ghetto. In the ghetto. What are we going to be talking about? Well, 
Does it cost more to patrol the ghetto? If not, where do all the services come from? And does it affect any other service because of the ghetto? Does the ghetto have a higher, lower crime rate? Is this like the suspicious mind episode? It's true, but it's not true? Well, we'll find out on July 18th on episode 44. Now, let's recap what we've talked about and what we've accomplished today. We've accomplished a lot of things. One of the things that we've accomplished and we talked about today is that in law enforcement, there is a divorce rate. We're going to exclude the word high, and we're going to say there is one. And the likelihood of people experiencing divorce rate is prevalent. As a result, as a law enforcement officer, you need to be well-grounded in your marriage. If you're not married, you need to think about who you're allowing to enter into your world of law enforcement. It is a difficult decision. It's a difficult uh, marriage to a law enforcement officer because of attitudes, because of behaviors, because of so many things that are obstructing that marriage. You have to be well grounded and rooted and sometimes you need that spiritual, spiritual guidance in order to overcome a lot of the adversity around you. I don't think it's going to get any better. And I think we can conclude that on our list as well. I believe that this newer generation is more prevalent to get married on a Monday. And what the hell, let's get divorced on a Tuesday where the older generation might not have. So things are going to get worse before they get better. But if you have Christ and a commitment and a relationship with Jesus, your marriage would be on solid ground, as the scripture says, and that on sand. Well, we've learned one thing, that suspicious minds can cause divorces, and that marriage is hard work and dedication. This concludes our episode. Now, may the Lord Jesus Christ bless you. May he also bless your agency that serves you. And may he bless the United States of America. Long live the Republic.